Before we jump into today's topic, a quick disclaimer. The stories and data we share come from the states that we practice in and the experiences that we personally had, which can differ greatly across our country and certainly the globe. This is not a professional advice show. So let's get comfy and talk about death. Welcome to Mort Mike, a down-to-earth discussion on death and dying. I'm Sierra. And I am Red, and we are your death defiers again this week in a continuation. Part two. Yes, very exciting. So last week, we got to hear about all of the exploits of Alexander the Great as told by Sierra, which if you haven't listened to it, my God, you must take a look. It is a wild (laughs) ride from start to finish. Uh. It's like, uh, you know, middle school ancient history mixed with drunken history. It's, uh, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> and this week, now you get to hear my solid pick for that unkillable son of a bitch from history. Now, this is actually requested by a fan. Um, it was somebody that actually won our raffle to pick one of our topics. And that's why we did these two episodes to begin with. So thank you again to the Goulias family. And I cannot wait to get into what they selected. This is really what we built this entire um, episode around. Oh, I'm so I'm so buckled in. I'm so excited. Okay. I'm so excited. I really thought we would save the worst for last out of all these guys because it's got to be somebody who undoubtedly everybody has heard of at this point. Coming in at a whopping four attempts on his life. Not quite as many as Alexander the Great when it comes to just overall dying from stupidity, but four attempts at his life. Yeah, you know what? His weren't even, like, I feel like Alexander the Great's weren't, like, attempts. His was, like, he attempted on his of own his life. own actions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the Mad Monk that was a magnate in the royal political sphere. The lover of the Russian queen, none other than Grigory Rasputin, everybody. I was so excited when the Gouliases had selected this because I I honestly, I love Rasputin, even though he's very problematic. Let's not get that twisted at all. He is a, yeah. he's a mess. But I was so excited because this is, it's just it's just a story for the ages. It really is. Rasputin actually uh, came from pretty humble beginnings. He was born into a peasant family back in 1869. Nice. Mm. <laughs> uh, for which people who are like bad at what a historical date is, like what does that even mean? That was actually the time period that was just after the American Civil War. So to just kind of give you like a concept of like world history and time frame. So around his 30th birthday, he kissed his wife and his baby boy goodbye, and he shoved off for a spiritual pilgrimage. There's much speculation on why he took this initial first step from holy visions to horse wrestling, and no, I won't explain that. Um, But much like his childhood years, it remains a mystery. This man is an enigma through and through, and you will soon come to find that out. 
So he took off from his homestead and he made haste for St. Nicholas Monastery and underwent this religious awakening. Upon his return home, he was a fully changed man. He was dirty. He was acting weird. He was a sober vegetarian. Oh. And yeah, this this didn't stop his holy journeys, though. He, he kept on. He kept on keeping on. Good for him. He continued to roam the country. He um, went to different religious venues. He prayed harder. He got stranger, and he began to amass quite a small following from his home village. That is wild. Honestly, I mean, just I isn't just that the goal. <laughs> just get really weird with it. And yeah, man. I mean, like <laughs> hope people come the combination. The yeah, the combination of like dirty, weird, sober vegetarian is basically describing half of the population of California, and I'm loving it. <laughs> Like, I'm here for it. It's unfortunate. He, he was born into the wrong time period, truly, because he would have been Honestly. right at home yeah. with certain certain demographics nowadays, I'm sure. I mean, like a Wook. Oh, God, Rasputin oh, would have been Rasputin a Wook. Rasputin was the OG Wook, man. He would have been a Wook at a, at a festival, a music festival. He absolutely would have been. Get him oh the little God. spirit scarf or whatever the fuck those are called. And the little hey, guys, I got fans. a ground score. I got a ground score. Do you want to see? See what I like that? Like, <laughs> you guys want to try it? Oh, no. Oh. Oh. The key to acid is to just do more. It's The less <laughs> that you take, the less you're going to understand. And you need to kill your ego. <laughs> you only ever did, like, one tab. I really think you don't even try to open your third eye until you get to about your, like, fifth or sixth tab. So. Yeah, your pituitary <laughs> gland. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I hate that I know that. <laughs> Once uh, once he started to reach about his mid-30s, the Rasputin rage, I'm coining that term, uh, started to worm it. its its tendrils far and wide out from that small town, out from that little grouping of followers that he had started to, to get. And with a letter of recommendation from the bishop himself, hmm. the bishop, he packed his bags and he headed for St. Petersburg. And that's where he started to mingle with many of the other religious higher-ups there. Um, there was, like, a lot of coattail riding. He would ride them to network and rub shoulders with a bunch of the other political authorities. So mm. that's where he started to really get in interactive with all these higher-ups. Now, here's where I pump the brakes. How? How is this man getting audiences with people of this caliber just to, like, you guys out in the audience can't can't see it because this is a auditory medium. But <laughs> I put a picture of Rasputin in our uh, our episode notes oh, for CRC. You sure did. <laughs> I sure did. So just to kind of like give you a verbal explanation of of what you guys would be seeing, of a good old a good old picture of Grigori. He's got this like greasy Dutch boy haircut unkempt wild trucker beard haunted oh sunken eyes below this like perpetually furrowed brow uh it was reported that he had Where are his eyebrows it, it's like there it's like a caveman he's got this caveman thing going on yeah. you know with the I'm real here for it, though. but like yeah. also I, he just man he really looks like it puts the G uh, in gnarly. You know the the listeners the listeners don't need to know this, but I've got a lot of Southern family, <laughs> and he looks like somebody who'd show up to like one of our our little family reunions, and it would be Uncle Ernest, and none of us would know how he's related, but we would all have our suspicions that maybe 
a family really liked another family member. <laughs> and he's got the beard for it. He's uh-huh. got the slick down hair. But you can see how greasy he is. You can see how greasy he is. This photo is like 200 years old, and you can see the grease. You can see it. Like, yeah. Bunga, bunga. He looks like he smells like sad, sadness. And uh, well, you're not far off. I mean, apparently it was reported that he smelled just horrid, like bad hygiene. Horrible ter- uh, table manners. He was consistently drunk as a skunk. Like, <laughs> wow, good for him. He went from sober he, vegan to drunk as a skunk. You know, hey, he was a he was a local local business supporter. Had a full punch card at uh, brothels in the area. So boy, though. That too. Yeah, we no. Love that. God came down and really said, "Get this man, <laughs> dick wet." Somebody oh. help this poor man. Somebody help this please, man. Please, sir, can I have some coochie? Yeah. Oh, just, <laughs> just a just little a coochie. Crumb, please. Just a crumb of coochie. Um, can, so, you, uh, can you hit my punch card on my 10th my coochie round? Um, <laughs> I get access to the rear. <laughs> Don't put that in there. That's bad. I'm putting that is staying in. That is staying in. Joey, that stays in. <laughs> uh, so with with all of these factors that that are now displayed in front of you, what in the hell? Allowed him to have the ear of all of these powerful people, all of these real hoity-toity types. Like, it is is bizarre, but there is, like, actually somewhat of an explanation to this. Mm. Um, Despite his outward appearance, apparently he was incredibly charismatic. He rolled nat 20s on all of those checks. Good for him. He's been said to have mystical powers as well, so, like... Mind reading, predicting okay. the future, performing healing he miracles. He is a look. <laughs> I'm bought into that. But it also uh, it mattered the time that he arrived to Saint Petersburg, like in that 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 time period specifically, because apparently a lot of the affluent were really bored with mm. run of the mill religion, super bored with it. They were done, ready to throw it out. And they were desperate for something, something strange, something weird, something supernatural, and that absolutely was Rasputin's specialty. He was he was like an oddity, like a curiosity to them. Oh. So I, that does that does it lend some yeah explanation to like why why do we bring the Sasquatch man to all of our really like fancy dinner parties? Entertainment. <laughs> Basically, like, oh man, make the caveman's make the caveman's hand another funny. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I love that. I mean, not to be mean, but like, we all know it. We all know the type. We all know. We still invite them out to parties. We do. We yeah, we all have this smell, this you're person. You're still my friend. Yeah. Probably. As long as you got some 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 riz. shit. <laughs> yeah. But from here, I mean, he just, he kept on climbing. He continued his climb. And from here, he befriended princesses of the Tsar's cousins who would eventually pave the way for Rasputin to meet Tsar Nicholas himself, like the big man. And word of this like otherworldly power type crap that he had um, <laughs> made their way up to Tsar Nicholas, which that that perked his ears up. He was he was so ready to hear more because Tsar Nicholas and Tsarina Alexandra had a child, Alexei, and 
he was suffering from a at the time incurable illness. Ooh. Alexi was afflicted with hemophilia, which I'm sure a lot of people are pretty much familiar with at this point in the modern era of medicine. Ah, yes. And on many occasions, Rasputin would be asked to pray over their child in like hopes of healing him. And coincidentally, similar to uh, like Alex the Great of just like, man, things should have gone so much differently, but he's lucky this worked out for him because it springboarded him into what we'll talk about later. Um, Alexi actually improved like oh, in the days okay. after their prayer sessions. Like he actually got better and like what? Like, okay. Yeah, what, the, what is the, what's the magic science behind this? It's absolute nonsense. Um, he, he would often advise like the, the royalty, like don't, don't let the doctors interfere. Don't, when he's having his episodes, don't let them try to administer any of their treatments. Like, keep him out of the room. Just me yeah. praying. That's it. Like, he he basically said he barred the doctors from visiting him. Scientifically speaking, not allowing them to administer medicines, like, back in the day they had, like, aspirin, um, that actually could have helped. It could have helped with Alexi's oh. recoveries. Um, aspirin okay. makes it harder for blood to clot. And they wouldn't have discovered that uh, side effect to aspirin for another 50 years. So that actually helped improve like his episodes of hemophilia because it was just not having like that side effect. Like, you know, when you see medicines on TV of like. For, for people that may not know that definitely aren't me. What is that? What? Aspirin? Hemophilia. No, oh. I, aspirin. <laughs> I got the aspirin part. Uh, I just figured I should double check on that one. So hemophilia, um, it's an inherited, like it, it, it is something you can inherit from um, like generation after generation. It's yeah. a bleeding disorder. So like oh. the blood, the blood doesn't clot like properly. So mm. like aspirin making it so blood wouldn't clot clearly would have made it worse. So. Right. So stopping it makes it better because. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. That's wild. Okay. Yeah. I had no idea what it was. Uh, I'm never going to admit that though. I was rolling with it. Um, that's crazy. Okay. But there's Carry like, on. there's no, there's no way that Rasputin actually knew this. He was no, just he no really idea. lucky that he just happened to say like, no, no doctor, just my prayer. My prayer is all the boy needs. Like my voice, my connection to God. Like, let me do this. Your like, Rasputin voice. I need it on like a full audio recording so I can listen to it when I go to sleep. It's great. I'll be your ASMR baby. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Oh, I'm so ready for that. But yep, yeah, just a just a lucky con, no miracle maker. But to the Tsar and the Tsarina, he was basically got himself at that point. So he was in. He had the faith and the support of some of the highest ranking officials in Russia, and became their close advisor, their confidant, especially especially to the Tsarina. Mm -hmm. But his controversial behaviors began to be made known. Ooh. Often did accusations of sexual misconduct or Oops. even assault surfaced. Oh, no. And uh, he, was, he was actually denounced as a heretic from the church for his methods oh. uh, that bastardized traditional religion, self-idolization, sexy conquests. So um, it, it truly was a shame how he carried on. Oh. I was, Damn it. I was so excited to put that in the notes. I couldn't wait. That's so good. It caught me so off guard, too. 
the Tsar actually was confronted about these allegations, but he actually was just like, nah, that's my homeboy. He shoot him away. Totally said, like, boo-hoo to this. Ride like, I don't care. Ride or die. That's his ride or die. So this does bring us to his first attempt on his life. Oh, shit. Chionya Guseva was a close devout of Iliador, um, which was a priest who had a lot of interest in taking Rasputin down a notch uh, because of all of his naughty business. Mm. After unsuccessfully trying to separate him from the royal family, Iliador was defrocked, actually, as a priest and was banished. And Guseva stabbed Rasputin outside of his home in the stomach. And this was only proved to be a near-fatal wound. Nothing super serious, but it was an attempt. Even though she had acted alone, many believe this could have been a hit taken out by this disgraced priest, Iliador. Sounds Mm, like it. A little too too convenient, if you ask me. So I'd I'd say that actually is probably even, yet again, you know, history with a grain of salt. A lot of this stuff is secondhand stuff. But sounds pretty probable. Raising some eyebrows. Mm Mm-hmm. And some knives, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) All out of spoons, just knives. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. So outside of... Or, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Rasputin, no. Rasputin, yes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I feel like that that was his whole mantra. (laughs) Pretty fucking much. Outside of him just being an all-around bad dude, Russian nobility started to fear his continuing rise of power, like especially having that direct access to the Tsar and his family's trusts. It it was starting to raise their hackles up quite a bit. It's like a potential strategic nightmare. And thus, a devious plot began Mm -mm. hatching to take him out of the game for good. Kill him. (laughs) Kill him. Kill the man. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) No, I will. Hey, we'll get there. (laughs) To to be known by first name only because I don't much feel like butchering more names than I already have. Uh, We have Prince Felix, Duke Dimitri, and politician Vladimir. And they they all joined forces together to throw Rasputin a party he would never forget and never survive. Dun, dun, dun! I'm glad we both went for it there. We are definitely on the same. We are sharing the brain cell today. One brain cell <laughs> bouncing between us. Here we go. So there's there's not like a whole lot of documentation on Rasputin's final day. Um, a lot of this is just like secondhand telling, especially from like Felix's, uh, Prince Felix's personal memoirs, which I mean, you're, the man is talking about himself in this. So, you know, I don't know. But this is what we know from those writings. It's just past midnight. The moon peeks out behind its cloak of clouds. Rasputin arrives to the prince's familial palace, where he's invited to the basement to join Felix for company and conversation. A light display of refreshments lay across the quaint table setting, tea and cakes. Little does the mad monk know, the noble trio have laced the unassuming confections with an impressive dose of cyanide, enough to knock over not only their victim, but his entire lineage. Rasputin greedily preys upon the cakes, crumbs carelessly falling from his maw, mingling into his disheveled, greasy whiskers. The prince stares past in silent disgust, taking solace in knowing that soon he will no longer have to entertain such a beastly man. Rasputin raises his hand petulantly, calling for a glass of wine. Pour me some Madeira, he sloppily demands. 
As Felix intently watches the deep-colored beverage level into Rasputin's glass, a tightness grows in his chest. Why hasn't he keeled over? Not a cough? Not a, not a wince? Nothing. Fortunate for us, the bottle of wine became tainted during transport, he thinks to himself. With the remainder of the poison dispersed into the wine, Rasputin has laid claim to it for his grubby hands only. And this problem should solve itself quickly. Felix cocks a half-smile at the thought, but he asks for another pour. How is this possible? And a third? Has he not ingested enough toxin to kill a mammoth five times his size? Felix's blood begins to boil, his face growing as flush as Rasputin's drunken blush. The prince grips the table hard enough to break it in two, pushing back his chair as he stands. Through gritted teeth, he fumes, please excuse me. Remembering himself, he sharply exhales, straightening his stance and decorated regalia and leaves Rasputin to find the bottom of the bottle alone. It's at this point, uh, during the note-taking for this episode, I realized I was writing Rasputin fanfiction, so... Uh, oh. <clears throat> I was not here for it, though! I was so buckled in, dude! I was like, oh my god, when does the M-Preg kick in? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh, no, that'd be the worst. All right, back in. Prince Felix regroups with his cohorts, telling him of this astonishing situation. He arms himself with a revolver to finish things the good old-fashioned way. He shoots Rasputin in the chest. The trio even drove to Rasputin's apartment, dressed like him to cast a shadow of doubt on the crime that they had just committed, making it look like he returned home. Upon their return to the palace, Rasputin jumps up at them like a possum ah! playing dead. <laughs> Too bad Zombieland wasn't out around this time where they'd like have known to double tap. Mm. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a valid, that's now in my room book forever. <laughs> Uh, so the prince attempts to escape the enraged Rasputin by hot-footing it out the courtyard, and the mad monk starts closing in on, uh, real close behind him. The Duke Dimitri, finally deciding to do something during this entire fiasco, loses several more shots at Rasputin, where he finally collapses into the snow dead. The conspirator shredded his body and dumped it off a bridge into the Malaya Nevka River, where it was found a few days later. Uh, can we talk about how fucking just horrifying it would be to think that the man that you had just killed with fucking cyanide and shot a couple times starts chasing after you while you're dressed up as him seriously pops up like a fucking possum like straight up like <laughs> horror movie grease plot. like that would be because you know like the, the crazed look in his eye like would have just been enough to kill oh somebody my God. dead by yeah. itself i would have just shit myself right then and there in the snow Honestly, I'd, I would have went down like a sack of potatoes. Absolutely. Oh. Fucking no holds barred. None. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Now, here's where it gets a little eh, more muddled, a little more cloudy. Of course, his autopsy report was lost, but a later statement by the coroner mentioned three gunshot wounds, a laceration to his abdomen, and many post-mortem wounds. So there's a whole lot of speculation about his death since that document was lost. Uh, some even said he wasn't dead upon being thrown into river and actually like succumbed to the hypothermia of the frigid waters themselves. Lord. So did they beat him? How many, how many gunshots were there really? I mean, there's so much stuff. And of course this brings up like, okay, so if they really had poisoned him, like why? Like that's a 
that's, I don't care who you are, that's a lot of poison that they had, you know, quote unquote, put into his drinks, whatever that might mean. So how how would a man have lived through this period? You know what's so weird? And I hate to interject here, but I was reading something about it um, when I was doing my research on like the hardest people to kill. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was this guy back in New York um, mm-hmm. and I can't remember what his name is, but he was this Irish dude who was homeless and he was homeless with a couple of his other buddies during this like you know, terrible recession, blah, 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 whatever. And um, they decided to do an insurance scam on him, like a life insurance scam. So they put like a life insurance with this dude who was also super duper shady. Um, And like they were trying to kill him and they tried to poison him with like arsenic and shit. Okay. Um, And then they tried to use, they tried paint thinner. They tried all of this shit to try and kill this man. Like they literally put like, I can't even remember what it was. It was like straight up arsenic in an oyster to try and murder this man. Um, and it Jesus. never worked because, and are you ready for this? Okay. Okay. He was an alcoholic. <laughs> so well... he was consistently drunk to the point where his body only had the ability to absorb the alcohol that he was putting in and it couldn't absorb the poison and all the rest of the toxins. So it literally just pissed him out Flush because he was right too out. busy trying to like break down all of the fucking liquor he had oh so i don't God. know if that applies to like cyanide or not but it was something i was reading so well like knowing his history i mean that doesn't sound too far off i mean he was a definitely a partier he partook of the, the right. devil's beverage quite often so i mean that could definitely be one yeah of so the, be an alcoholic it saves your life <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> We do not condone alcoholism. <laughs> we do not. But if you were, if you think somebody's trying to poison you, maybe you should have... Drink uh, more. Drink a, maybe you should have a drink. <laughs> there, there are some other reasons, though, that uh, were mentioned that could have caused the poisoning to fail. So um, he could have been super paranoid. Like Rasputin could have been the most paranoid mm-hmm. person, knowing that he was like where he was in the political sphere. He could have actually had started to take small, non-lethal doses to become immune to it. So like building up an immunity to Does the that poison really itself. Uh, listen, I'm just a guy. I'm, I'm going to start dude. doing that. <laughs> but there's like a lot of different poisons, man. Like you would have to. I'm just going to start taking them Mainline. Oh my. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my God. I'm partially kidding. I don't think I'll be assassinated, but I feel like it'd be a good like backup thing to have, you know? You know, also just a cool party trick. Like, yeah, hey, you cool guys want to see trick, me man. drink a vial of cyanide <laughs> guess what i won't die and then you die and then the party's over for everybody pick something out of your pick something out of your cleaning cabinet i bet i can drink it oh like my god for, pay for my round at the bar and i'll drink whatever you know oh my god that it takes could be like, a cool party trick it could be a cool party trick it could also be your last party trick <laughs> but what a way to go <laughs> what a way to fucking go in somebody's basement drinking bleach <laughs> Um, one of the other reasons they uh, speculated it could have been just a bad batch of cyanide. That is Happens totally to a thing that could happen. I mean, old times can't even make medicine, let alone poison correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, just kind of doing like a base level one. The three killers could have just been really shitty at murder. Um, could have made it up completely. And honestly, the thing that like blew my mind the most... Yet again, we don't have the autopsy report, 
Apparently, the coroner also recounted he could not find any evidence of poisoning. So that could throw that whole fun memoir yeah. out the window, you know. Yeah, but I so. like it, so we're keeping it. <laughs> yeah, we're keeping it. That's canon. We're keeping right it canon. On. It's canon, yeah. <laughs> your, your Rasputin fan fiction. Right. And Prague included. <laughs> I mean, for regardless. Those, for those listeners that don't know what that is, don't Google it. Don't do it. Don't, <laughs> don't look it up. And definitely don't look up the fact that it is m-p-r-e-g don't look that up man i feel like you're making it like easy for them devastatingly to easy to <laughs> <laughs> the nightmare weaver over here oh you know it <laughs> but mm. regardless regardless of his his true method of death it's it's hard to ignore how hardy he was in the end even surviving just one attempt is impressive, but multiple assassination attempts is pretty insane. So evil incarnate wouldn't have been that easy to take down anyway. Truth. That's uh, he's he's a hardy, hardy gentleman. He's a <laughs> hard to kill wook. <laughs> hard to kill wook. Oh, oh my God. I, I guess that's our takeaway from today. Rasputin was a wook. So he, I, great. Head we all learned accepted. something, you know, 100%. I love that. <laughs> We'd, uh, we'd love to give another huge thanks to the Goulias family for today's pod and Woo! conclusion. They had donated to the podcast for our 2023 hosting dues and won the raffle, as previously mentioned, uh, for this episode topic. So something that we'll definitely do in the future. So stay tuned to the end of 2023. We will definitely be doing that Yay! again. We still have hosting dues due next year. So we would love for you to join in. Boo, capitalism. Capitalism. Yay. <laughs> But of all the options that they gave us, getting the chance to talk about Rasputin and all of his grimy glory was our favorite. So thank you guys again for being such avid supporters of Mort Mike for this awesome episode opportunity. Thank you. Yay. Yay. Otherwise, we wouldn't have had discovered that Rasputin was actually a wook. <laughs> Science. <laughs> Science. Opened my eyes. <laughs> But that's going to be it this week on Mort Mike. So connect with us on our socials on Facebook and YouTube at Mort Mike Podcast. And if you have any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear about or burning questions you might have about death, shoot us an email at mortmikepodcast at gmail.com. Huge thanks to Joey, our dedicated studio gopher, Marson Music for our theme, Deputies of Death, and Macklin Legan for our custom icons and banners. Be sure to tune in the first Thursday of every month for more casual discussions on death. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Mort Mike. Bye. Peace.